What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Crap. Cover Six Flex. Uh this is Edmund. And today guys I start with the NHL but this time I'm gonna start with the NBA uh, the Bucks and Nets it's not really much to say here except that the Nets are just taking it to them game one was more of they missed shots game two was more of they missed a lot more shots <laughs> and the Nets are, are so far proving to be uh, much more formidable and I think I, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you guys this may sound funny but Kevin Durant is one of those kind of rare players who the more he shoots, the better it is for your team. Like mo most, even most superstars aren't like, like Kyrie Irving. He's not usually like that. Like that, not like you look at his career field goal percentage. He's not necessarily an efficient player so much as a, you know, he can, he can really do a lot of special things on the court, especially ball handling wise and able to finish and things like that. But with KD, the more shots you get him, usually the better off your team is. And with James Harden injury, you know, I, it's not that they're better. It's just that he gets more shots now. Your best player gets more opportunity. And that's, that's huge, you know? Uh, and, and it's 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 been great, and they're they're out there picking on Giannis. You know, I said Giannis would win some battles. I still believe that. I do. You know, it's not like they're out there shooting 100 percent against the guy. Um, but better to take shots against Giannis and hit him than taking them against Bryn Forbes, right? I mean, that's that's a mismatch in every way possible. Giannis, not so much. They're just hitting their shots. Give them credit though. You know, they look like the far better team, but uh, I I just believe still in the Bucks. You know, I, I like I said, guys, ain't nobody. I'm not changing anything. I'm going to give credit where credit is due, though. They have beaten them pretty soundly, especially in game two. Game one was closer. Um, but if the Bucks don't hit shots, this series is going to be over four. So I do think game three and game four will be different going to Milwaukee. I do think it's going to be, uh, you'll see a much better showing out of Milwaukee. Um, but again, it, it's now it's about, can you hit your shots? I mean, that's, we, we, you have to start basically from square one with, with Milwaukee because the first two games of the series, they're really abysmal from three point land. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you can't hit any shots, yeah, if you're if you're scoring 80 in a playoff game, this ain't the the 80s and 90s where you could win a game scoring 80 in the playoffs. Like, and especially against this Nets team, no way, no freaking way. So give Nets credit. I mean, they're clearly you know up two games to none, clearly dominant. Um, we're gonna see uh, if it continues the game three, but I do think game three will be different. 
uh, you know, that's why they play seven games. You know, they don't play best of three, so. yellow light ever anyway so moving on to uh, I'm sorry I'm like missing a series here who am I missing Probably 15 other Suns in Denver. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and, and it, it was a really good first game. I thought that the, the Suns came out their role players, especially Mikel Bridges. Boy, and this is what I said, guys. This this series to me is is going to come down to the role players. Um, and, and the Suns role players in Game One got it done. I think in Game Two, uh, I expect Denver to respond, and I think that they're going to employ a little bit more of Aaron Gordon. They don't have an answer for him. Guys, six eight and like 250 pounds, like. He, he can post up pretty much any Suns defender all day long with the exception of, like, Aiton. Like, nobody else on that team, they don't they don't really have an answer for him. Um, so, I, I think that's one thing they can point to uh, as, a, as a moral victory, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, in the end, I, I still think it's going to be a long series. Um, you know, that's two good teams over there, so... Uh, you know that 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 series every every series right now looks like it's gonna go like seven. It really does. Um, uh, you have to give a ton of credit to to, to, uh, to everyone involved. Um, Couple of couple of teams that you know they're they're not necessarily I won't say they're they're they, well they are balanced you know one like more so Denver because they have a guy who really is an inside guy um, and he you know he's Jokic is is still to me 
a nightmare, you know. Um, but Aiden, you know, game one, played well against them. You know, we're going to see. You know, they're, they're a really good team. Both teams are, though. So, you know, we'll see how, how it turns out. But Booker was pretty good in game one. They just have balance across the board, though, for Phoenix. That's, that's to me, that's, that's always the mark of a good team. You got four players scoring 20 points. You had Chris Paul took over in the fourth quarter. Like, th this team was, you know, they, they, they flexed that home court in game one, you know? So give them, give them a ton of credit, man. Um, but I do expect Denver to respond in game two. And then the last series, the Clippers and Jazz last night. What a hell of, first of all, hell of a game. Uh, that's the first part. The second part is, uh, the, the, okay, this was one of my concerns going into this series was the Clippers could play more guys, yes. But the the problem with that is Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson can pick on a lot of your guys. And that, that was my main concern because those are the two shot creators with Mike Conley missing time. You know, I don't expect Mike Conley to, to play game two either. There's no three days off like in the last series. For the, for the life of me, I could not understand why the NBA, I think it was because they wanted to get uh, the Clippers and Dallas in certain time slots. You know, they were always like matinee games, starting hella late. That's why I could never watch them. Like, I, I couldn't watch game one. I can't watch game two either. The only time I can watch it is if I'm, because I go to bed at like 9.30 to get up at, at 4.45 for work. So, I can't watch the games unless they're earlier in the day and or I'm off the next day. Well, in this series, I don't think it's like that. I don't think I have any. Like, I could only watch two of the games. Uh... Up from the last series, which I hate because I can't, I can't analyze it like I want to, you know, because they're all, oh, well, it's LA, they get the, the deeper time slots, like, dude, what, whatever, seriously, who cares, you know, it's, it's the playoffs, people are going to watch regardless, seriously, but it was a great game last night for sure, um, give all the credit in the world to Utah coming back, Luke Kennard went off, but to me, that's what this series comes down to. Two things, okay, two things. Number one, if you play Zubak, Clarkson and Mitchell are gonna attack him in the pick and roll. Number two, if you go small, they're gonna keep Rudy Gobert on the floor. So the question for, for the Clippers is, it's not scoring, it's can you stop Donovan Mitchell? Like, in terms of these, you know, running, pick, and roll, they went small so that they could switch all the matchups. But the problem is, if Rudy, Go if Rudy Gobert's guy comes up, he's probably going to get that rebound, right? I, I do think the only answer they have is to go small because whoever is guarding him will be able to attack him defensively, assuming it's a perimeter player. Like, all I saw last night was Donovan Mitchell was like, if it ain't Kawhi and Paul George, I'm going to consistently attack them. And, and Jordan Clarkson the same way. And that's bad news for the Clippers because that means you you can only get away with playing them for so long. You know, and that's that's a problem. That's a problem for a lot of reasons. 
you know, as great as Kennard was, down the stretch, Donovan Mitchell was eating on him because he just kept, he kept hunting him, right? So we got the same thing that we had in the last matchup, right? Now, Rudy Gobert is a little more useful in terms of a big than everybody else. Game wouldn't block, you know, give them credit, but they needed a three. I mean, I don't I don't look at that as special. If you know the guy needs a three, then it's a lot easier to, to, to stay in position and stand there and all that stuff. So, um, but give the Jazz credit. They came back. I, I just think if if they can find a way to slow those two down, that's going to dictate the matchups. But listen, these teams are in the playoffs for a reason. They know for a fact. I don't want to go against PG. I don't want to go against Kawhi. Yeah, they they both had a couple times where they attacked both of them, but but those are not. That's why you only see those a couple times on highlights, right? You're only going to see a couple of those times where, oh, they scored against Paul George, they scored against Kawhi. Why? Because those guys are two world-class defenders for a reason. They're two-way superstars for a reason, right? So, like, that's part of why I'm going to hunt Luke Kennard. I'm going to hunt Roy uh, John Wando. I'm going to hunt pretty much almost anybody else. You know, Donovan Mitchell is a smaller player, so it makes it a little more difficult to guard him than Luka, who's a bigger player. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, the Jazz, also, they don't have an answer for Kawhi or Paul George. Paul George, I don't think he played particularly well, but he didn't play bad last night. You know, I think they got to get both of them going, going. You know, DeMarcus Cousins, I told you guys he would make an appearance. He did. You know, like I said, they can play their depth. The question is, when Donovan Mitchell is on the floor... You know, all they're going to do is run screens to get him off. You know, that, that that's what they're going to do. If you put Paul George on him, they're going to run screens in him. You know, and he hit a couple deep threes last night. Those aren't going to go in every single night. You know, yeah, they're, they're good three-point shooters. I'm not saying that. I'm saying some of the depth from the shots he was taking. We ain't talking about Trey Young or Curry here, Lillard, Luka. Like, that's not – he can hit those shots. He can't hit those shots at the same frequency that they can, Right. But in the end, he is their best player. And he was their best player in the second half last night. You know, so to me, they got to be better. The Clippers, you know, uh, Utah started out, I think they were 3 for 18 at one point in that game. They, you know, you got to, that's a game you got to win. You got to win that game. You got to win a game when Luke Kennard gets 20. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like, you know, but in the end, like I said, it comes down to that other end of the floor. That's what guys do in this league now. Now, it's not about, are you great? It's about, I can pick on all your mismatches. <laughs> like, and I'm just being honest. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. All I know is when Kawhi is on the floor, it doesn't matter who it is. He doesn't need to hunt a switch to score on you. And if, if he tries to hunt a switch, it doesn't work, he'll score on you anyway. <laughs> like, you know, Kawhi had no problem scoring against Ben Simmons a couple years ago for the Raptors. Zero problem. So I just, in the end, listen, that's what all these series really come down to, if we're being perfectly honest. As I said, the Bucks they have the best chance because they have the best, they, they have the best team of defenders. If you can't hit shots, it means nothing. And they're showing that right now, you know? So to me, this series really just comes down to, and I do think, like I said, guys, I said in the outset, it's going to go seven. You know, that, that's what last night really showed me. It's going to go seven. You're going to have ebbs and flows throughout this series. This this is going seven, you know. And Utah's, you know, they're going to have that home court advantage. But uh, to me, this comes down to now after game one, can 
uh, can the can the, the 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 Clippers? I couldn't think of their name. Slow down Donovan Mitchell, but but I will say this: they also had a lot of defensive breakdowns in the second half. And if you're going to be a championship team, that you can't that that can't that can't happen. Like they had a lot of breakdowns, and it's and a lot of times it's your role players who have those breakdowns, right? So playing them comes with a price, you know. And I don't know, you know, Luca. It was different. Uh, you could predict when he was gonna go to the bench and all that stuff. With with this team, it may not be as simple as that. Where Donovan Mitchell rests the exact same all the time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, that's the great thing about the NBA, the matchups and all that. You get to change things around every single game. Um, I, I do expect the Clippers to respond in game two. It's not like they played bad. They, what the heck? Tron looking dude on a motorcycle. Um, it's not like they played bad. They just didn't finish for the most part. They had to lead throughout most of the game, but did not finish. They played well enough to win, but they didn't. The Jazz had to make a comeback in their own building. Now, like I said, I don't expect Conley to play game two, mainly because the Jazz won game one. So, I expect the Clippers to come out and respond, but in the end, what is, what is it going to take to slow down Donovan Mitchell? That's the question. You know? I don't think you can get away with playing with, with going small as much because they're going to keep a big on the floor. They're not going to get goaded into that kind of game where, like, they put McDonavich on the floor and he's a non-shooter. They're going to stick with, we got a non-shooter and we're going to, you know. Now, if, if I were, if I were the Clippers, I would consider, and I said consider, I don't know if if it will work, but how about you zig instead of zag? Where you had last 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 matchup, Dallas. Dallas decided to go with two bigs and have a really big front court. Why not try that 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 strategy? Now, with that said, does that mean you can get attacked on switches? Of course it does. But if you employ if you employ the same strategy as you did last time, we're gonna keep the two bigs down in basically a zone, right? And we're gonna rotate. That's what I would do. I would put Demarcus Cousins on the floor with Zubac. If they're gonna keep Gobert on the floor, or they're gonna keep, you know, McDonald's, that's what I would do. I'm keeping them down on the floor, and I'm gonna make Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris. It's almost like a three-two zone, basically. Really new. That's what I would try. Keep them down on the baseline, guarding three-point shooters. You know, and then you just have to work out your rotations. But that's the strategy I would employ if I were the Clippers. We'll see. You know, I'm not a coach, but something tells me Ty Lue's going to do something stupid and it's not going to work and they're going to go down two games or none. 
but we'll see. In the NHL, uh, the Canadians swept the Jets, uh, a 3-2 overtime win in game four. Um, you know, it's funny because the Canadians, bro, I, I got confused. I was like, wait, are they in the east or the west? Because their colors, you would think they're in the east, but they're not. They're actually in the west, which is so odd. It really is. Um, usually by a team's colors, you can't tell if they're in the east or in the west conference, right? Like, they got the same colors, the Washington Wizards, right? Uh, it's, it's a weird thing, the way that works. Like Tampa Bay, it has blue. They're in the, they're in the east. You know, St. Louis has blue and yellow. They're in the west, right? It's it's weird. I, I could always do that with teams. Like if I ever forget, you know, it's a weird thing. But but that that's that's a lot of times how I remember. Okay, are they east or west? Like Detroit red, that's west. You know. Uh, you know, Avalanche maroon. They're in the west. It's weird. It's it's a weird thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, they 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 won their series, and you know, it, these are the stories I like to root for right here. Teams that were come out of nowhere should have never made the playoffs. They were facing elimination in, in in round one, and like I say, you have to give them all the credit in the world against the Leafs. John Tavares was out, but John Tavares went out in game one. The, the Maple Leafs proceeded to then win three straight games and go up three games to one. So you can't use him as an excuse. You know, and that, I, I just, in the end, this team, they battled back from adversity, and now they're on a roll. They are on a roll. They're going to give either the Avs or the Golden Knights a lot of trouble. They really are. Um, can they beat them? You know, I, if I if I were if 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 either if if the series was already set, I probably wouldn't pick the Habs. But with that said, the fact that you have Carey Price, you know, I don't know if I picked against them or not, but I've always acknowledged who he is, and now he's on an even bigger stage than he's ever been before and to me he now is gonna get even better if that makes any sense this guy i'm telling you guys last year in the bubble he pretty much stole that series from the the, the pittsburgh penguins you know they won in five games but it was carrie price it really was he was dominant when we have a goaltender like that Sometimes the team in front of you, it, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but sometimes you don't need as much because he can come out and just flat out steal games. And that's what he's doing. I mean, he he was dominant. Like, even even in, like in, game, in game four, they, he gave up two goals, you know, top shelf, by the way. You know, not glove side, but top shelf, like that corner between his glove and his head. Um... And one, one was short side high, so I can't, you know. But to me, when I look at what he's capable of, he he can keep he can keep doing this. He can keep stealing series, and that that makes you a very dangerous team because this is to me this is what Carey Price has been waiting for. 
Like, he's been waiting to go on a run like this where I got a team in front of me that's young and we got veterans, right? We got a nice mix. And then I've got, like, one of their best players is coming back next series, too, in Petrie. Like, they, they, I'm telling you, this team, they look like what I would say is a team of destiny. Now, if they played the Lightning, I wouldn't pick them. I don't care who the goalie is. <laughs> it could be Ed Belfour. It could be uh, Patrick Wide. Like, it wouldn't matter. Like, no, the, the, the Lightning, I just think they're a, a different, in a different class. I really do. Um, they won this series in five. I said they'd win in six. What I think what happened, they learned from, from the first series. In that Florida... I, like I said, Carolina, I thought, was more talented than them. But the one theme that could remain consistent, like we had that one game where everybody scored goals, right? Uh, it was 6-4 to four or something like that, 7-5 to five or something. I don't know. But the one theme that remained the same was they held Carolina down defensively, right? And they're a much more talented team than the Panthers, in my opinion. Um, but in the end, listen, that's why I said they can play any game you want. You know, you what, what, what game you want to play? But you know, the Canadians getting back to them. It's it's a nightmare, no matter if you play the Abs or, or the Golden Knights. And that's why I told you guys. I said I said the Abs would win in six, but you know, you look at the last two and a half games, the Golden Knights have been by far the better team. It's not even close. <laughs> It's really not. It's not even close. I mean, they, they have outplayed the Avs by large margins. You know, they figure something out. And to me, like, this is this is the game right here. Whoever wins this game, to me, probably wins the series. You know? But, the, but I'll, I'll say this. The Avs couldn't have picked a better time for a home game. Because they are getting whitewashed by Vegas right now. Like, this series is 2-2, and you would, if you had watched the last, what, eight periods, you would never have known that. If, if there was no scoreboard, and you watched the last eight periods, you'd say, oh, Vegas is up in this series three games to one. <laughs> like, no question, you know. So, yeah, they've got a lot to, to, to figure out, but give credit where credit is due. Vegas is, you know, they look like a different team now. They look like a team that wants to go to the West Finals. You know, now if they play Vegas, I think I would take uh, the Canadians. I do, because I think, I I think, in the end, I think the Avs are a better offensive team, and that might be a little bit too much for for a young team. For the most part, they're a young team. Now, like I say, if they won, it wouldn't shock me. You know, your defensive team and goalie and all that. Usually, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Like I said though, at the beginning, I said I thought Nathan McKinnon was on a mission. We're gonna still find out if he is coming tonight, right? In game five. It's gonna be a gonna be a huge game. Gonna be a huge game. Uh but like I said, the Lightning, uh, they close out their series and this is what this is what the great teams do. When they when it's time to finish the team off, usually doesn't take them one time, two times, three times a game seven. Like, time to finish them, let's finish them. And Vajilevsky was phenomenal in this series. He was phenomenal. Um Except for the one game, Carolina never scored more than two goals in a game. So, you know, it points to him being dominant. Um, a shutout. And, like I said, the team in front of him is loaded. 
Braden Point, what a goal he had uh, scoring top shelf. He, he basically went forehand, backhand, forehand. Like, literally right in front of... Uh, I can't think of Carolina's goalie's name. Like, it was it was a brilliant goal. Like, it's just like this dude. Braden Point on a lot of teams. Like, if he was if he was in... What would I say? If he was in a bigger market... Like, if he played for... I don't know, San Jose or LA, if they were any good. Like, he would be getting so much more press time. He just happens to be on a, on a loaded team with Kucherov and Edmund and all these guys, man. Like, Tyler Johnson's on their third line, and Tyler Johnson was like a 70, 80-point guy. Like, it, it's insane. Like, and by the way, his forecheck has been amazing, seriously. Uh, that's what it takes, though. When you want to win championships, you want to win back-to-back championships, it takes guys putting in sacrifice you know it takes egos getting put aside um that's that's another reason i picked them yeah they have all the talent in the world but it doesn't mean much if you don't if you're not able to uh get all that talent to come together and and they, they've been able to do that uh give jim a brief ball all the credit in the world like he's he's phenomenal so um that's a team worthy of, of, of repeating, in my opinion. Um, let's see. And my mistake, guys. I did not know Vegas and Colorado played last night. I, I checked the schedule. That's on me. Vegas won three to two in overtime. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. They they have taken control of this series. Now I will say this: if they don't close out the Abs in Game Six, the Abs got it. Will get it done in Game Seven. But man, that that tells you exactly what we're talking about. Look, I don't know what's the deal with this light, but I'm going. <laughs> I don't know. Ain't nobody trying to wait all day on that freaking light. But yeah, I mean, I mean that tells you all you need to know right there. Bruins and Islanders. I didn't talk about them. Um, the Islanders, they opened up the offense in Game Five and won uh, uh, Game Five pretty convincingly, actually. Um, so give them give them credit. I mean, the Islanders. It's like I said, guys. I picked Boston, but this team. They're so good. Like, it, it it wasn't... I didn't pick Boston because I thought it was a landslide. I picked Boston because they, they've been there, done that. You know? So, yeah. Give give the credit where the credit is due. And this is a this is a young, very good team who has figured it out now after uh, going down two games to one. You know? Um, now, like I said, I, I'm saying the same thing as I say with the Vegas Golden Knights. Your your opportunities in game six, it is three games to two in each series for the Islanders and the Knights. This is this is what you asked for, right? You have set yourself up to close out a veteran team, a team that probably a lot of analysts picked to beat you. You gotta get it done tonight. Or you gotta get it done in game six. 
Otherwise, you go back to their place for game seven, anything can happen, right? But anyway, guys, that's it for me. Um, my, my apologies on the oversight on, on the, uh, on, on the, 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 the Vegas, Colorado series, um, Vegas. Hey man, like I say, you got to give them all the credit, man. They have turned this series around being down two games to none and about to complete a sweep, you know? So anyway, guys, appreciate you guys listening and I will catch you next time.